Hello and welcome to the Golden Power Hour podcast, where we are opening doors through open minds. I'm Kristen Steed. And I'm Carrie Bedore, and we are with Golden Link Training and Coaching, where we specialize in growth and business development with a vision of helping people live the best life ever. We have with us today, Dina Mitchell, the founder of the Thrive Partnership, and she has an amazing list of credentials. Not only does she have 20 plus years in a real estate career, not only in sales, but also leadership. She is also a life financial and business coach, a master practitioner of NLP, a master practitioner of mental and emotional release. Wow. What a background. Dina focuses on creating an environment where people can be given a space to chart out the life that they desire. And she believes that each and every one of us has a purpose and helping people live out that purpose is actually Dina's passion. The Thrive Partnership assists people in creating within you a way to live your authentic self. Dina, thank you so much for joining us today. Why, thank you guys. I'm really excited to be here today. I am, um, you know, just loving the journey that you're on um, because you've recently uh, made a switch to do the Thrive Partnership full time. And I want to get into more about what that is and how you help people. But before we do, Dina, can we go back? like 20 years and <laughs> let's um, like, let's talk about where your journey started. Like, I know that, you know, like when you got into real estate, you know, how does someone go from being a real estate agent to being a master practitioner of all of these amazing things and, <laughs> and living this, living the life that you're living. Um, but, you know, let's, let's, let's go back a little bit and, and kind of start where that journey got you into real estate and, and how you got to where you are now. So I, and actually to go back in real estate, we'd have to go back to when I was 19. I was not your ideal college student or I was depending on which side of college you really enjoyed. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I thought, boy, I think I'd really like real estate. And I actually put my application in and met with a gentleman at a Mexican restaurant in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, that's where I was going to school. And he scared me. Like he scared me out of pursuing real estate. He was like, you need this much money. You can't do this. You're too young, blah, 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 blah. And it, I actually did not pursue real estate until so I'm 52. I was, I was 30, 31 when I started my actual real estate journey. And it was one of those things where I, much like every other real estate agent, you have a million um, career paths that you go down and none of them quite fit. And I looked at going back to school and finishing up an accounting degree, if you wanna laugh at that. Um, <laughs> here were my options. I wanted to either go back and finish my accounting degree go back or go to school to become an esthetician, or I was going to become a real estate agent. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I know, that is right? great. <laughs> and I, um, and when it really, when I sat down and I put pen to paper and figured out the investment and what the return would be, 
real estate just seemed the natural thing. It had the lowest investment to enter into the industry and the highest um, reward from what you could earn. And the, so the earning potential was absolutely amazing. And so that's when I got into real estate and decided to pursue that. Quickly learned, ended up being co-rookie of the year. I'll just say rookie of the year, my first year in real estate. And <laughs> the benefit of, of earning that uh, distinction was I was able to then go back and, and teach other rookies. And that's really where my passion to pour into others started. Um, and it, it really was actually what led me to Keller Williams after 13 years with another company, but I'll back up. I went too fast. So what I taught agents how to do was how to, how many people did they need to be able to have the financial life that they desired? And all too often, what I found is that agents were being told that their dreams were ridiculous and they were shooting too high and they should be more realistic and blah, 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 right? And that actually, then I started teaching at the ABC School of Real Estate. I don't know if you know, I was a real estate sales instructor at one point. So, no. All of these things, right? And I just found this passion for training and teaching and really believing in people and in what their dreams were. And then as um, that led me to becoming a broker, which led me to become a managing broker, which led me to ending up on my shower floor crying every day, not wanting to go to work, not feeling good, not feeling fulfilled, loving, 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 loving my agents. But I was pouring so much of myself and not retaining any of my own. So I actually left real estate. I don't, not many people know this. It was, I have to go back in time. It might've been, it was right around like when the market completely crashed. So imagine that stress and you have the agents you're leading and you're trying to keep them motivated and you're trying to keep them moving forward. And I completely emptied myself. So I stepped out of real estate completely, went back into trucking because that's what I was in before. I actually managed a trucking company. So all kinds of, you name it, there wasn't very many things I did not do. <laughs> um, and so I left the business for about eight months and went back into trucking. And while I was gone, I realized very quickly that my passion was real estate. And if somebody, uh, I remember specifically being at a birthday party and somebody who did not know that I had left real estate asked me about the market. And I just, like, talk, 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 like, and I left that, that birthday party and I thought I need to figure out a way to get back into real estate without ending up on the bathroom floor again, because that's not where I want to be. And so I started working with a life coach. And really learning how to center myself, uh, it was really my journey, it was really the beginning journey of, of working on yourself more than you work on anything else so that you can be the person that you need to be to have what you desire. Mm -hmm. And so got back into real estate, was uh, given the opportunity, you know, it's, it's interesting because the company that I left gave me another opportunity to, to lead their flagship office, which was a huge honor considering that I had left them, right? You would think they would be like, heck no, go somewhere else, right? Um, so I give a lot of gratitude for that. And 
led there for about another uh, three or four years before I realized that I needed something different, right? And I actually was going to start my own real estate company and um, met with somebody. And that that is actually what led me to Keller Williams. And the reason I say that is because then, and, and Caleb was actually, uh, Caleb Hayes, who at the time was the owner operating par partner was actually the guy that one of my students, when I first started training new agents, and I was given the opportunity because he was like, I, you were one of the only people that believed that I could actually do what I said I wanted to do. And that was six years prior, right? So you just never know whose life you're impacting as you're walking your journey. I think a lot of people forget that. Um, so Dina, question, just, I want to make sure I'm following along. Yeah. So you had him as a student when he was a new agent and six years later, he is owning a brokerage. Am, am I? Wow. Yeah. That yeah. is amazing. That's a really cool story. That it is really, really is. Amazing. It really is. It's kind of, um, it's one, it just one of those things to just be aware of that. You just never know who you're in, whose life you're touching, who mm -hmm. you're impacting and, and, what catalyst you can either be in a positive or negative direction, quite frankly. Well, and uh, I think about it, Dina, the way you just explained it when you were right from college and the, the conversation you had where the person basically 10 plus years of your life, you didn't get into real estate because of the influence that that person made. Yeah. Now the story you just told is on the completely opposite end of the spectrum. And wow, does that turn out different when belief and positivity and possibility is anchored in the conversations and the support that we're giving to others. It's, that is absolutely awesome. Yeah. 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 So you probably didn't expect such a long, but it's a, so then NLP, what brought me and that's neuro-linguistic programming. What brought me there was I started to look around, like who, who are the people I admired? What were the classes they were attending? What was their personal self-development? What journey were they going on? I've been through several different personal development courses, whether it was um, trying to think of, doesn't matter, but you know, from walking on fire with Tony Robbins to <laughs> uh, sitting in my shit with the Landmark Forum. Uh, hope I can swear on here. Sorry. <laughs> we swear at the Thrive Partnership. It's part of a good <laughs> adjective can be used every once in a while. Right. Opinion. They're just adjectives, right? <laughs> just, just adjectives. Little exclamation points in life. But that brought me to NLP. And NLP really, it's really helped me understand how easy it is to shift out of a negative space into a positive space when you're willing and when you want to. It also, it validates that you don't have to carry, your, your past does not have to define you. What you do one moving forward does, right? You have this choice every day, what you do and what you don't do. And so that kind of, um, I have a real passion. I don't believe in the grind. I don't believe that you should be working yourself to the point where you're neglecting your family, where you're neglecting your opportunity for life, where you're, where you're robbing yourself of your own joy. I just don't believe that that's, if you're not in alignment with what you're doing, I, I'm really fascinated right now around the whole quiet quitting 
and I told my husband, he's the, the OG of quiet quitting. Cause his theory was when he was younger was always eight and skate, baby, eight and skate. <laughs> so that's going to be my new trend. I'm going to start <laughs> instead of quiet quitting. It's eight and skate, but you just have to be, when you get up in the morning, you should be excited for the change that you get to, to impact the, and maybe not the changes, the right, everybody Everybody has a purpose. They are put on this planet. They are so unique. Every single person, I could line up a hundred people and ask them if they, if money was not an object, what would they do? And every person would answer me differently with their true passion. And less than 5% of those people will actually pursue it. And so I'm kind of on a mission to support as many of those people in realizing that they can start that today. They don't need the million dollars to start their passion today. And that's really what the Thrive Partnership is all about. And I'm still in the real estate realm and I'm still having fun because I'm passionate about real estate. I love the market. It's absolutely amazing. Human behavior is amazing in the real estate transaction. But, um, but my purpose is to help people and inspire them to, to follow their dreams and, and really live the life that they imagine. You know, Dina, it's when you take a step back and you really think about your experience and, and the things that you've like actually experienced that there was the, you know, there's defining moments that happen. And it sounds to me, one of your defining moments was when you were rookie of the year and then you decided that that was your passion, you know, to go, to go back and help others. And it's really interesting because in our previous episode, um, when we were speaking with Chris Zarnick, he talked about how the people in a real estate brokerage that just went through being a new real estate agent should be the ones that are training the newbies because they just went through it. And um, it's so it's really interesting to hear that come to actual life and, and recognizing that that was literally a platform and, and shaped, you know, kind of your, your path and your journey without recognizing it at the time, right. Yeah. Um, to, to go down that path and see, you know, where you took this, you just went through and you were really successful at it more than, than anybody else. Um, and now you were like, well, here, let me show you how, what I did. Right. And that turned into, you know, now how many years and how many more years and how many more people that you're touching, because you just continue to add skills and, 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 um, ways to help people. But, you know, what is it, what is it, Dina? Like, what is it? It's, it's sometimes it's not the money. It's not just the lack of funds that people choose not to go out and do the things that they want to do. Like, what else is it? What else is it that you're seeing? That's just paralyzing people from taking that next step forward. It, it's, it's their limiting belief. It's definitely so Everybody has a different set of values, a different set of beliefs that shape how they view the world. So if you were to sit in a room and give somebody a beach ball, if you held, a, if, you know, if the three of us were sitting here and we held a beach ball, Kristen, you would see one color on the beach ball. I would see maybe a couple others, you know, Kristen, several of them and Carrie, you would see several other beach things. So your perspective 
on that beach ball is completely different. You don't see the other side. Pretend you never saw a beach ball. If you only saw yellow, red, and green, you would think it was yellow, red, and green around the whole thing. And for me to try and convince you of otherwise would mean that I would have to get you to allow me to shift the ball so you could see the other side. But most people, they clench that ball between their hands because it is everything their life is built on. And whether it be how they were raised, you know, think back to a three-year-old that you know, right? They're so certain they're going to be a lion tamer. Nobody's ever told them they can do otherwise. (laughs) But somewhere along the line, that beach ball got glued in our hands. And the only way... And, and, and they be, and it, and they create these beliefs about what about their capabilities. And what NLP does is helps you unglue that so that you can start to see that there's other sides to this beach ball and that there is a different way of looking at things. And when I can look at something differently, then I can see the possibility. And when I can see the possibility, then I'm opening my brain to ask a different question. And when I can ask a different question, then I can see the route or the way in which I can make that happen. Sometimes people are looking at things so big that they can't see that first step, right? So that may be another thing is taking that really big vision that they have, that that someday dream, and really showing them that there is a step that they can take today that will have that same impact in their life and move them forward into that big dream. Am I answering your question? Absolutely. You are. I mean, it's so because people get paralyzed, right. And, and I think what you're saying, Dina, is that they have to, they have to discover to see it themselves. Like they have to make the choice, right. The, and, and if you, if, if they can't choose to make that choice and see what's possible, you, you can't do it for them. No, no, no. And it's, it's interesting. Cause I was actually, I'm actually in a, cause you know, I don't have enough initials behind my name I'm in a, <laughs> now. Um, I'm working on getting what's called an ICF certification, which is the international coaching federation, um, which is pretty much as high as you can go with coaching. And we were, we were talking about the factors for change, right? And 40% of it is the client's optimism, openness, and then their, their surroundings. Is, the, is, their, is their community supporting this change or is this community holding them down? Is, are, are they optimistic enough to be able to see it? Or are they sitting in this space where the beach ball is glued to their hands and they cannot, they're paralyzed with that? the the actual NLP models and techniques, they only have about 15% of a of an impact on whether or not the client is successful. The change has to occur within the person. The coach or the person on the other side of the table is just there to loosen the grip and help them see the possibility. But even though it's only that 15%, it 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 could be that 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 push that somebody needed to, you know, flip that switch on and say, you know, I'm not going to, you know, cry on my bathroom floor anymore. I'm going to go do something that makes me happy. 
And, and, you know, the other thing that you brought up and I, I I talked about this before and I said, you know, hustle culture is over, Mm -hmm. you know, hustle culture, the day of corporate America, when it was, you know, you were the first one in the office and you were the last one to leave. And, you know, how dare you not have, you know, show up or do this or be that like, it's, it was always trying to answer my email at 10 o'clock at night. Right. You know, and we lived in a culture that, that said, you know, if you're going to work, you're going to hustle and, you know, who cares about feelings? We don't talk about feelings in, you know, in the office and, you know, Kristen, and we talked about this a couple of times, Kristen challenged me on the word empathy. And I'm like, what do you mean empathy? needs to be in here but you know empathy is a huge thing like you used to not have those in in your work environment and now it's it's no wonder why people you know go home and cry on the bathroom floor and they're absolutely miserable um, because they're working themselves to death and they're not living a, you know their best life ever and they're not they're not being um who they truly and authentically are and i know dina that's one of your big passions is living your authentic self mm-hmm. and you know like just talk about that a little bit. Like, why is that, why is that important? Why is that something that you need to be doing? Why do I specifically need to be passionate about that? Or why, why do I feel people should be passionate about that? You know, I, I guess, I I guess specifically people like for our listeners, if they're like, what, what would your advice be to the people that are listening on living, you know, truly who they are authentically, you know, how do you like, do you have advice for them to just say like, how do I do this? Like what, what should that look like or what doesn't it look like? So authentic living as I see it is when you're very in line with your purpose of why you do what you do every day, where is that leading you? And is that fulfilling this dream that was put in your head? Right. So it was, it was really, I think one of the biggest shifts that I had was in my forties when I realized that really my desires were my desires. They weren't everybody else's. And, uh, I, it, and it was specifically around, and it's funny to see how it's coming back. Right. Cause you've got, now you've got people buying RVs and leaving and, you know, going around the world. And I look at my husband and I'm like, Hey, I think we could do that. And then we both laugh because we both know that glamping is not my thing. Um, one, I don't like neighbors to be that close. That's really close. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to have like 20 acre plots everywhere around the world. So I wouldn't (laughs) see anybody as much as I love people. I'm, I'm an introvert at home and an extrovert outside. It's very interesting, but, um, and so when I realized that my dreams were not everybody else's and that was okay. I think that is the one thing people they've not quite grasp the individuality of everybody's dreams and how if everybody synced into those and then when you learn that people are given these gifts and when you can bring people together if you are working in your gift zone it is one of the most 
powerful things that you can do and you feel it. Now, is every day a great day? No, not a, you don't have, you don't get to have a great day every day. There is life, <laughs> you know, it's constantly showing up and how you define what that means to you based off of your beliefs and your values is going to determine how you go around your day. When you're living an authentic life, it means that first of all, you understand why you do what you do every day. Why you, what are you trying to accomplish? Who are you trying to accomplish that for? Is it in alignment with your values? Your values are huge. They're your major driver for everything. And so I have an interesting little story was at a, uh, a values elicitation. It's called where you help the person identify the values in their area of life. And this particular gentleman was wanting money and um, he could never seem to make it happen. Well, when they did their values elicitation, money wasn't even near his top 10. And there is a process where you can move your values around so that you can open up that, that, uh, that ability to bring the money in. But when your values, like if your values are like minor impact, joy, prosperity, those are my top three, right? I want to make a massive impact. So every day, if I know that I'm making a positive impact on the people around me, my value is getting met. And as employers, if you know what your employees' values are, you can meet them and have a very satisfied work environment. I also know that when people are working in alignment with who they are, the, the, employee, the employer will get the absolute best out of that person. So if I had a choice when I got up every day to have and give my absolute best, and go home feeling fulfilled and satisfied or going home and chugging a bottle of wine and crashing, I'm going to choose the feeling fulfilled and satisfied. And there is, there's just little things that people can do. And so often, and when, when you don't feel that, and again, you're not going to feel it every day. There are things that poop. And you slip, I slip, I have good days, I have bad days. <laughs> um, but if you can do that the majority of the time, it puts you into this space where as your authentic being gets to show up, you have this impact on people around you. And then you allow their authentic being to show up and then so on and so forth. And imagine like Miriam Williams and she nails it, right? If you are so bright and you let your light shine, you give permission for everybody else to let their light shine. Imagine that world where we're so confident in who we are and how we are created to be that our conversations just are different because we're not so worried about being right and looking good because we're living our best life. So that, I mean, that's what drives me. I, I really think that's an, when you can watch that happen and when you can be a part of that and you can see somebody shift into that, that's so cool. So cool. It's so powerful, Dina. It really is powerful. And, you know, when I think back to how you were telling your story, you know, to have, to find that passion in real estate, 
and then to hit the bathroom floor and then to be out of it for a number of months and then to realize how fulfilling that journey was for you and to get back into it. When I hear you say the things that you're saying about authentic self, and I truly believe people want to be living that. Mm-hmm. And and you mentioned limiting beliefs. I think sometimes we are in our own way, right? Mm -hmm. Like the things, the stories we tell ourselves make things more difficult than it needs to be. You know, what was the secret to your success in building healthy boundaries when you went Mm -hmm. back into real estate the second time? For sure. For sure. One of the things that my life coach taught me was to stay on the pier you just because somebody was drowning in front of you did not mean you jumped in the water to try and save them because likelihood you're going to drown yourself and that you can stay on the pier and tell them to stand up. The water is only a foot deep. Oh, wow. (laughs) I'm I'm sitting in, in my literal head. I'm like, really? I don't think that I could just like let somebody, um, flounder like that. But But think about it, you get so caught up in somebody else's, I don't want to say drama, but their experience, right? They are so caught in that, that experience of underwater, not feeling like they can move forward. And you, if you jump in with them, you're both flailing around. You're not realizing just stand up, just stand up then we can talk, right? Get them out of it, rise out of it. And it's, uh, that was um, not wanting it more than somebody else being, being okay if they didn't do what you thought was best for them, right? Being okay with all of that. I will say just even with my, um, my children, you know, they're now both 25 and 23. And um, if anybody wants to join a support group for raising adult children, maybe I should do that. That would be really cool. Please, I love, can, you, I mean, can you let me know what that is? Because I, I, I need yeah. to join that. And I have some of the greatest kids. Well, and the one thing I think is fascinating about that topic is I worked with a brilliant gentleman who had said once, you spend your entire life, like the child's entire life, they're completely depending on you to survive, right? And you are giving and giving and giving. And when they start to transition into adulthood, yes, they are less reliant. They don't really need you anymore. And no one prepares you for that. And understanding that balance of, you know, how do you support how, and how do you not jump off the pier even with them? Because you want them to be sustainable. I have this ongoing joke that I would tell with some of my colleagues is, and it was about my son, Ethan, who's 12 today. I used to, when he was much younger, I used to cut his pancakes for him all the time. Right. I I don't know why I used to cut his pancakes up into nice, easy bite-sized chunks. And as he started to get a little bit older, I had this aha moment. I'm like, one day this kid is going to get invited to a sleepover somewhere. Right. And there's going to be like four or five kids. And someone's going to be like mom or dad's going to be making pancakes for breakfast. And my kid is going to sit at the table and be like, you know, I don't know how to eat this thing. You know, if you don't cut it up for me. And so I had this analogy. I'm like, I had to stop cutting his pancakes at some point. And or I'm he's going to pick it up with his hands. Totally, he's going to be completely <laughs> savage. But, and that's where I like, I am a big practicer of servant leadership. I absolutely love 
the, um, the philosophy of servant leadership. And there's sometimes a misconception around servant leadership that it's soft because it's very caring, but servant leaders are some of the toughest leaders that I know because they won't jump off the pier. You know, there can be a firmness to servant leadership. Oh, there, definitely there is. And there is a, an ability to give power away for the yeah. sake of other people to learn and grow. And so when you talk about adult children, and there's so many good stories that are in that, but that help to create boundaries so that you can protect yourself, but then you can also help others grow because you, right. In order to help make an impact on the lives of people, you have to have something to give. And if you deplete yourself so much, what is left to give? When I realized that my purpose um, obviously my son is older, so we went through it first. I realized that my job was to support him and love him, not tell him how or what he should be doing. And I, it, it's interesting because that is how I coach and that is how I lead. If you tell me where you want to go, I will do everything I can to provide the environment for you to achieve that except for do it for you, then, then you're not accomplishing it. And it's really has been a journey of discovery. I will tell you um, my favorite book when I learned the difference between leadership and management was the uh, four decisions and to never take anything personally. And, and really going back to that beach ball, when people are acting in a certain way that's different than what you would want them to do or be, you have to remember that that's their side of the beach ball. So they're operating within that world and, and they don't see or know a different way to act. And that's true for even every single one of your children, right? Each of them, even though they were raised exactly the same. That's it's, not and, true. And it's, yeah. it, it's so true. I have twins. Yeah, you have and- twins. And they are polar opposites. Yeah. And they were, you know, obviously the same DNA. They have this, they even had the same friends mm-hmm. and they could not be more different from each other in, yeah. in every, their values and their beliefs are, are, are exact, are different, right? They are, they are. And, you know, it, it just goes to show you how unique and you know, how unique each one of us are. And there's no cookie cutter approach. There's no magic pill. There's no secret sauce. And it's almost like Dorothy at the Wizard of Oz, right? Like she clicks her heels three times and, you know, she can go home and she had the ability to do it, you know, their, their whole time. And, you know, that's equivalent to like stand up, but sometimes we don't see that. And sometimes we need a Dina Mitchell in our life to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in, in whether it's a, a formal life coach that can come in and help you, or it's just, you know, a mentor or someone who cares about you when you're open to hear things about yourself, um, that others, you know, identify, or you find a special person and Dina, you've been that for me in my career. And I'm always grateful to you for that. There's a path that opens up and you see things that, 
you maybe didn't even know were possible because you've, you've unblocked something, right? You know, you've, you've taken some blinders off and you're like, you know, you start realizing that there's, there is a little bit more on the left or there is a little bit more on the right. And then you, you know, your path can change. And while sometimes that feels weird because, you know, in, in old school thinking, it was, you went to a job, you worked there for 40 years, you retired with your pension, you know, that doesn't, it, it, it didn't mean you had to be happy the entire time. Right. (laughs) But you have that ability to, you know, fail forward in terms of, you know, maybe trying something and not having it be the best thing, but learning from it and, and moving forward and trying to figure out what, you know, what those pieces are and what they well, look think, like. Think about it from a society standpoint, right? So uh, there was a book and it was written, I think in 2006 called The Big Sort. And in it, he talks about how the more we, we separate ourselves and group ourselves into right and wrong, the less intelligent we become as a society. And when I think about it that way, I think about, well, like 40 years ago, you got a job, you you graduated high school, you got married, you got a job, uh, very few people went to college, and the what defined success from a, a societal point of view was was that, right? It was how long you were married, how long you were in your house, how many children you had, period, end of story. And then um, I can remember when my kids were graduating high school, right? It was, oh, are they going to college? You know, and I'm like, I don't know. We'll see what happens, right? And sometimes we let things define us that we have zero control over. And I liken it, I talked about it a little bit in a TikTok video I did because, you know, I'm learning this whole TikTok thing. (laughs) (laughs) Good times, good times. Actually, it's kind of fun, but um, the crab pot's my favorite story, right? If you put one crab in a five-gallon bucket, it will crawl right out. But the minute you put two in, they'll pull each other down. And when you think about your true desires, right? When was the last time you actually thought of who do you really want to be? And that can incorporate what you want to do, but who do you want to be? Like, what does that look like from a being standpoint? If it's different than your group that you're hanging out with right now, and you go to take that step, unless you have some very high-minded friends, they will pull you down. They will shame you. They will tell you you're being, you know, crazy. They'll be, I mean, so who you surround yourself with from a, a level of, I would mentors yes but really truly your friends and your family like are they like think about it when I grew up in Wisconsin if you if your family was on welfare there was a like a 93 percent chance that you were also going to be on welfare it's because that was the mindset and if you tried to escape that why would you do that this is just fine and there's all of these boundaries and it is a boundary we have to break through all of these um, truths that we've created in our lives 
if we really want to do and be what's been put in our heart and, and not following that path deprives not only you of a phenomenal life, but it deprives everybody around you of living that best life. And it's really exciting to watch this, this shift happen in society where you see more people speaking out and standing up. Because what that tells me is that there's more people that are willing to start to become who they authentically are. And it's uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable um, for, for people. And if I can create a safe space for them to have that conversation so that they can move forward in that, I'll do it every day of the week. Wow. That's the Dina that won the rookie of the year talking that, that that's that, you know, to come, to come out and do that. Dina talk a little bit about thrive in how, um, you know, what you're doing with your new venture and, um, like who's your ideal client and let's, let's learn more about what you're doing. Yeah. So from the thrive partnership perspective, my ideal client is an entrepreneur that really desires their authentic life that really wants to achieve all of the things. And for whatever reason, just keeps uh, maybe hitting, hitting that ceiling of achievement, Um, working with the real estate agents that I have. And um, it's been kind of fun to, to kind of chart off and work with some business owners as well. Um, I was always focused really hardcore and I still do this. I still do business training, right? So it's really easy for me. Um, One of the gifts that I have is I'm able to look at your goals that you have and then break them down into very specific steps that you can take. Where the Thrive goes is kind of in a little bit different um, direction. It's more around, I call it the trifecta for success, right? So you have what you do for a living, you have how you're... um, how you're managing your money or uh, I'm not, not, not even managing money. It's really your, your, uh, your bullshit beliefs around money is what I like to call it. And then your, um, your life and how your life is incorporating. So we do have some group coaching for wealth. Um, and it's not the it's not your typical wealth class or money management class is really deep diving into your values and your beliefs uh, around money and how to shift them so that you can, I I meet a lot of people that they say, well, if I had, or if I was doing X dollars, I could do this. Or, you know, you find that they're stressed out because of money. And right now with inflation, everybody seems to be stressed out around money. And they shouldn't, there's a, they don't have to be right. So taking kind of layering that back so that we can realign our feelings around money and that will step us into some, some abundance. And then taking a look at, is their business fulfilling to them? And if it's not, what, what shifts can we make so that it becomes fulfilling if they're passionate about it? And then from a life perspective, are they being who they were created to be? And how you know that is how you feel every day. If you wake up and you're dreading the day, that's a big whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> you're out, you're out of alignment. You're not being authentic. The, the, <laughs> the smoke alarms are going off, right? Yeah. 
And I think everybody does that, right? So taking a look at those three areas of your life and, and just really deciding which one is going to move you forward, what's your values. We have some group coaching around real estate. We have group coaching around your money beliefs. And then my one-on-one -on -one coaching, we can do twice a month or once a month. I do a very limited number of, of private coaching. If you feel like you have a limiting belief that and, and it's hard, like you don't know you have a limiting belief, so it's hard for me to say that. But if you can't seem to achieve what you're wanting to achieve, let's just say that you're a real estate agent and you're wanting to go to from 15 deals to 30 deals. And every year you just keep hitting that 15 deals. More than likely, there's a limiting belief with it that lies in there. And so I can work with you for about an hour and we release that limiting belief and it allows you to then move your business forward. We can do the same with money, with, with life, with your business, pretty much any area where you're feeling like you're stuck. And then if you're really stuck or you're really struggling, then um, I do what's called a mental and emotional release. It's called MER. It is an NLP practice that really goes through and releases all of those past stories they've created your beliefs around. And then once we've released those, then we can go through and put some in play that actually serve you now. Because the truth is the beliefs you had in play when you were a child served you then. But when you become an adult and you have vision and you have these dreams put in your heart, you have to recognize that what was serving you when you were younger is not going to serve you when you're older. And yet we all still sometimes act like the eight-year-old on the playground. <laughs> when, right. um, it's, a, it's a fascinating thing to watch happen. They're just older and with more gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> and so being able to, you know, release that, set some new goals, set some new intentions and work with that. That's a, about a three-month process. It's a, it's a super empowering um, one of the things to get your uh, master practitioner is you had to have MER done on yourself, <laughs> which was like, and, and for me, it was really learning how to trust myself. I had lost that somewhere along the way, and I can seem very confident. And what was happening is I was constantly seeking validation and a if, is this right? Do you think this is right? Am I doing this right? <laughs> I wasn't trusting myself. Now that doesn't mean I don't seek wise guidance. It doesn't mean I don't seek wise counsel, but when you can, when I learned how to trust myself, really, I did that um, last June, June of 2021. And it's really interesting how my last day as a team leader, making a very good salary, I said, I can't do this. I'm, this is I meant to do something different and I love everybody and I love, uh, love being, a, being a, the team leader and all of those things. But I knew that it was, I needed to do my next step. And it's kind of cool to be able to do that with the Thrive Partnership. Dina, I love how you talked about the Thrive Partnership. I'm a big believer in like Clifton strengths, just because I'd worked with sure. the content for years. And one of my top strengths is futuristic. And yeah. one of the things I didn't realize I was doing is I applied that futuristic strength to how I would look at money at times. And, yeah. you know, with that being said, 
you know, when I would talk to my husband about things, what I had to explain to him that wasn't always present is that I'm sometimes thinking 10 years ahead, you know, so we have a six-year-old kid and I'm thinking about when he's 16, you know, type of thing where he doesn't realize that how some of those internal beliefs, those natural reoccurring thought patterns impact the way we act or behave around money and all sorts of different things. And then we start projecting it. And I love the way that you also explain what you're doing because it was a couple of weeks ago, Allie Starr was on our podcast and she was talking about emotional intelligence and she was talking, you know, she was giving the stats around self-awareness. And, you know, I think it was something like 90% of people think that they are self-aware, but in reality, only like 10 to 15% of people really are. And so I love that you create an environment, a community, a way for people to connect with you and help elevate their self-awareness so that they can start to explore some of those behaviors. And, you know, even though they're not aware of what exactly is going on, if they start to seek out the right help and the right partnerships, then they're able to bust through some things that is maybe really holding them back in life. So, wow, like kudos to you that what an exciting adventure, knowing one of your values is impact, right? You said that earlier, like what a way to impact the lives of other people. When you are living the peace you feel when you're living an authentic life, you can have some of the hardest days, but the peace is unshakable. You guys know that, right? You guys stepped out and started living your authentic life. And with, with golden link, this Carrie, you were talking about this when we first met, I bet if I go back and I look at some of our, our conversations during the interview process, this was, this was on your plan. Yeah. That's you, you see the path, right. And even though the, you know, the destination is, is curvy to get there, you know, you get there and then you create a new path, right? (laughs) I say it's like this when you, life is like a, um, a long hallway and it has all of these doors and our job is to walk down that hallway to and I meet so many people that just won't take that first step and so if I say so my goal is x and that's the end of the hallway and I start walking down that hallway failure is not a door opening along that hallway and walking through it and one of the diseases of high achievers is when we accomplish the end of the hallway, we don't celebrate it. We're just like, where's the next hallway? (laughs) And so being able to celebrate that through that process every, every time and, and not being afraid to go through the doors that, that open up on our path. That's where the lessons and the growth and the ability to go the next level lies. Such a good lesson. And it is one, when you talk about the high achievers, they just keep going and going and going, looking for the next one. And I have seen that in individuals and I've seen that inside organizations. And, you know, there are people when they're just wired differently, they think differently, you know, so when we don't pause and reflect and celebrate, you know, they tend to, they, people can get burnt out if they just, if everyone keeps going and I call it the slinky dog effect at some point that slinky dog from the toy story. Sometimes the head gets so far away from the tail, you know, and some people get caught in the, in <laughs> yes, the middle of that. That's, that's a great, yes, exactly. And then it snaps and yes, it's, uh, it's, um, 
Yeah. So, so the Thrive Partnership really is a, uh, when you join one of our community, when you join like one of our group coaching or any of our on-demand courses, you then get invited to be part of the Thrive Partnership community. And that's a community filled with people who are also going through the Thrive, one of the, the mo uh, modules, one of the coaches to really be a supportive environment. If a lot of people may not have all of that that they need. So being part of an environment where being solution-based and positive and uplifting and really turning that beach ball around for people exists. Awesome. That's amazing. Dina, if people want to get a hold of you, where can they find you at? Yeah. So they can find TikTok. Me we know you're on TikTok. TikTok, the Thrive Partnership. Uh, www.thrivepartnership.com is where you can find all of my programs um, that are out now. Um, let's see. Facebook, the Thrive Partnership.com is also, and YouTube, I have. Um, putting on YouTube videos. Certainly we've just launched, so we expect to continue to add videos every week. One-on-one -on -one coaching. So the discovery call is a 60 minute free discovery call. There's no cost, no obligation. There's a questionnaire that they would get. And what I find is that questionnaire alone can help them really solidify where their desires are and how they want to move forward. Um, so if somebody isn't sitting in a space where they're like, well, I don't know. And we do, I will tailor uh, my one-on-one -on -one coaching to fit the need of the client. If there's, we have some basic packages, but if there's something that really needs to happen, I just encourage people to book the discovery call on my website and we can talk after their uh, session to see if we can find something that fits for them and their wallet. What a wonderful setup. Like that makes it so easy for people to dip their toe in the water and see what they uncover and you know, what they yeah. can work on. That's fantastic. Dina Carey, anything else you want to touch on before we wrap up today? No, Dina, I just, um, thank you so much for joining us. You always have a special place on in, in my heart and I'm excited as your business continues to grow and our business continues to grow, you know, how often our paths might cross. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the future that lies yeah. ahead out there. So thank you very much for coming. Thank you guys. I'm really excited. I love seeing everything that you're doing because you're, you're doing exactly, you're practicing what I preach. You're living in your passion and it's inspiring so many people. So keep touching lives. You are appreciated and valued for that. Um, that's all we have for today's golden power hour podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and are looking for more ways to develop and grow your business, check us out at mygoldenlink.com. You'll find all of the links and information to find Dina in our our show notes as well. So please go check her out, check out the website, um, book your 60 minute consultation, see where your life could be. You will be so surprised to look back and, and look at how far you've come. So thank you very much, everyone. Have a great day and stay golden.